Welcome to the Rest Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real, raw, and behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with seven years of experience and over 1,000 matches under my belt. In today's episode, we will talk with one of the most well-known American referees, Ted Uncle. He has been a professional referee for over 13 years. He's centered over 125 games in the MLS and was on the FIFA International Panel of Refs for five years. He is a true gentleman, and I thoroughly enjoyed our chat. I hope you enjoy it as well. Here's part one of our conversation. Ted, what an absolute pleasure to get to sit down with today. Thank you for taking the time. No, David, it's my pleasure. Uh, thanks for making the trek over to uh, the Starling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're right here in uh, Midtown Atlanta. Um, so what do you, what brings you to town, Ted? Uh, the Atlanta uh, Red Bull game tonight over at Mercedes-Benz. That's fantastic. Fantastic. So, so Ted, I, and I followed your career and I know your story, but man, I, I think our listeners would love to hear how you actually got into refereeing, how you became a ref. Yeah, so I've told the story uh, a bunch of times, yeah. although I really enjoy the story. So <laughs> it's uh, when I was about 12, uh, I was, you know, you're playing as you do when you're a kid. Uh, and my dad was a referee. He made it to the state level uh, back then. So to spend more time with him on weekends, I would go and uh, referee with him. Yeah. So there's the combination of spending time with my dad. There was the fact that he gave me his game fee. So it was the best part-time job yeah. ever. I was getting double pay. And you're part of the game that you're playing at the time. So it kept, keeps me active. And, you know, we, we love sports and we love we love soccer and we love spending time with our dads. So that's where it kicked it off. Um, and then beyond that, it was a really long, unintended road. I think it was grade seven for nine years, 10 years, maybe back then. Part of that was referee local. Don't have to run a fitness test. Right. Nobody knows what else is out there. Right. And grade seven, for those who, who don't remember, that was kind of like the state level of a referee at that no, point? No, it wasn't even that. Six was the state level. Okay. So seven was that line right before that you yeah. could really be go to your local park, right. knock out some games, go yeah. home, and not think twice about refereeing until you do it again the next Saturday or right. whatever that may be. And that was perfectly good. I could never get wrap my head around, like, why would I drive a long distance to referee? What in essence is two hour a two hour game? Why yeah. would I drive longer than it's going to be the time for me to get there? Yeah, and then um, by by happenstance, uh, the whole state cup series, right? Where we still have that, yeah. your youth state cup. Someone identified me on one of those local games and said, "Do you want to go to uh, to Pensacola, Pan, to Panama City, like the Panhandle?" Yeah. It was a crazy long drive, and I said, no. I yeah, because you're, I you're down in Tampa area? Down in Sarasota. Sarasota, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was quite the commitment. But then you're like, well, that could lead to this. Yeah. And uh, and sure enough, I did it, and it's it, you just get that appetite. And so how old were you at that point? Oh, shoot. It must have been early 20s. Yeah. So you started at around 13, 14? Started at 12. Wow. Okay. Started at 12. And then, uh, yeah, probably it wasn't until early 20s where I started getting – that's really wild. So you yeah. ten years, pretty much, at what we would consider today the grassroots level before you made that jump. At least, yeah, at least. You know, and, and part of that too is right. I was playing baseball at the time. I okay. go on to play college baseball. Wow. So um, even when we were at university, we I would do the intramural stuff just yeah. to kind of keep the whistle wet, as we say. Yeah. Um, but once again, I had no idea what the path was. And, you know, you turn on the TV, and at that time, you watch yeah. soccer for, for the team yeah. or whoever you support. 
and now as we are referees, you yeah. watch the game because you watch the referee. You can't, and I can't undo that. I cannot right. see that, as right. I say, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, so that whole period of time, there was no professional path. Yeah. And then you realize when you do turn on TV and watch your, your EPL game yeah. or whatever that is, like there's a man in the middle. There's people carrying flags. Those games have to be covered by officials too. So how do you get there? Right. Yeah. yeah so, so okay. So you go to the state tournament. Someone identifies you as someone that has the. And it's funny you hear people talk about the look. You the know, look. They, they've sure. got the presence. They've got the maturity. They've got you know control of the game. They they, so they see that. And then how do you go from you know say state tournament to then all of a sudden you know you're a professional today? What does that look like? How long did that take? Yeah. So uh, that was fairly rapid. Wow! Once we got there, so I, I like I, re- I got really lucky that first state tournament. I was identified to go to regionals. So you get that, get that piece. You hop on a plane. You yeah. represent more than yourself, right? So there's a lot of pride that goes uh, along with that. Had gone to uh, to regionals uh, two times. So mm-hmm. on the third, went to nationals. Went back to nationals, and then right about that time, uh, WPS was starting. Um, so we uh, there was four of us. I remember that were called down to a WPS camp and. Is it the Women's Professional League women's before professional league. NWSL? Okay. Yeah, between, yeah, but after WUSA. Okay. And then before NWSL. Yeah. Right. So we're down in uh, Boca mm-hmm. and uh, and did this little camp. And then sure enough, we, we kicked off the WPS and was in that league for three years. Uh, so my rise to the to eventually MLS uh, came through uh, came through the women's game. So, uh, you know, being married to Christina and right. her rise through you know, internationally uh, and, and the professional women's game. Um, it, I, I like that I have that chapter as well. I can relate more and, you know, and, and it allowed me as we come up through yeah. college, yeah. right? College season is just starting. Refereeing on the women's side, refereeing on the men's yeah. side, which is a different uh, different task. Yeah, and that, now you met your wife at one of these events, right? Uh, yeah, sort of, kind of. You yeah. know, it's not the uh, the glorified story of, you know, you know we were on the field and, whatever <laughs> kicking up grass um but uh yeah she's from uh she's from fort myers so yeah. we're an hour or so away and, yeah you know you run into people as you do at at tournaments yeah so yeah and then struck up conversation and the rest is kind of history that's hilarious um so let's so talk to me now so how long have you been a professional referee with the mls right so mls is my 12th year wow the year i started uh 2012 mm-hmm. 2012 coming in so uh, before that, like I said, it was the WPS. So right. We had professional referee badges at the time. Okay, uh, that's when uh, Paul Tamarino came up with these yellow, red, and black. We never knew which color to wear and what, yeah. what, uh, what game to wear it on. So technically, that professional referee had yeah. started then. Um, and then uh, I think A League was first. We came into the, U- the USO Championship, mm-hmm. whatever, um, and then into MLS. So you start as a fourth official. There was yeah. a fourth official pool, and then you try to work your way into. You know, getting a whistle. I remember distinctly. I was uh, Christina and I were on a cruise in the Mediterranean, and I get a phone call. And like, <laughs> you know, and it's it's Alan Brown, um, and I'm like, why is Alan calling? Yeah. And you could, you know, the international yeah. connection you can barely hear. And it's like Peter Walton at the time was our was the head of our, our refereeing, and then he um, he says, hey, Peter would like to speak with you. And yeah. sure enough, that was my first uh, appointment. So I went to New England yeah. and did New England uh, DC. Uh, ran around like a chicken with their head cut off, yeah. and uh, and then yeah, and then you get another one. You get and I don't think it starts sinking in until yeah. I don't know fifteen twenty in, right? Yeah. I mean, it's all a, it's all a blur at the beginning. And you kind of like you know, are you really here? And what does it mean? And 
and you've got to get used to the game, right? Yeah. Every game has a different level of foul, as I'm sure we'll talk about. Every every uh, game has a different level of pace, yeah. um, strategy to it. So you got to you got to get comfortable. It takes a long time to do that. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting. You talk about you know things that might have been 12 years ago. The league has changed a lot in 12 years, just in terms of it seems you know the crowds, the intensity, the interest, the passion. Um, have you noticed that, like as a referee group, have you noticed that? Has it changed how you do what you do or how you manage the game? Yeah, uh, tremendously. Like you talked about the, the the passion and the crowds, and that feeds into the environments. Right. right? I was in Austin the other night. Right. The big comeback that came to. Four three. Every time they score a goal, the lights go down. Yes. The green kind of comes up. It's hard to hear. Yeah, right. It's hard to hear, and that uh, like that could get you. It, it, it influences the players a little bit more uh, pace on the field, yes. harder challenges. Yes. Um, so yeah, that turns that plays into where early. I, I remember early in my career, Wednesday night out <laughs> in LA, Chivas USA. Smattering of people, the guy chewing on the popcorn, and it's like it's just. You know, air out of air in the stadium. It's very difficult, and it was, and there was a lot of similarities during the COVID period. We came back yeah. to empty stadium, and going where I'm going tonight at yeah. Mercedes Benz, and not having a soul in there, and it was not something I want to do again. You know, you you feed off that energy. So yes, yeah. the environments have certainly changed. Now we're adding adding teams, so the workload has yeah. changed. And you oh. manage that as you go, and we're not. I'm not getting any any younger, so. Um, and then the style of play has changed, yeah. right? We have a lot more Central and South yeah. American influence in the yeah. league, which is a different than European influence or what we come out of the American college yeah. game. It's just different. You got to manage through that. Roster depth in terms of talent has gotten deeper, yeah. right? I think in the beginning, you would want to say that the first five starters there were, were pretty good. Right. And it kind of goes off. I think yeah. we're much deeper in that. Yeah. Uh, but you have to still plan on that, right? Yeah. What the, who's coming off the bench? When does that happen? But it's a, it is a much uh, different game. So one thing you know that you're alluding to a little bit, you know, on the, we're talking about the expansion of the game, but there's now I think twice as many teams yes, <laughs> as right. there was, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Now we also have VAR as well, which wasn't you know in the league you know 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. So can you describe now as a professional ref? what your workload is like, you know, when do, when do you, you know, learn about your assignments and what's a, a two week span look like for you? Yeah. So, uh, different between the first CBA that we had and now our CBA, our CBA, that's now, your collective bargaining collective agreement. agreement right. right. So we'll, uh, we're in our, we'll be in our last year of that next year. Mm-hmm. Right. So in 2023, we'll have to revisit, uh, 18 days out. Mm-hmm. I know what my schedule will be domestically. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I was on the international panel, it could be on a whim. You get an email, here's a flight itinerary, <laughs> and you're gone for whatever number of days that may be. So a, l- a little bit more predictable uh, in the MLS. So 18 days out, we get our stuff. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday, those yeah. things come out. So yesterday, the appointment. So uh, for example, uh, I have the match uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, I will be on the road again this weekend yeah. for a Saturday match. Yeah, um, so you fly Friday, get home fly Sunday. Friday, come, get home, get home on Sunday. Uh, and that's a normal uh, normal time frame for a uh, for a referee. If you're blowing a whistle, it's a normal time frame. Uh, as a fourth, as an assistant referee, you have, may have some flexibility to fly in on the day of the game yeah. if you so choose. As a VAR, same thing, yeah. uh, which is now all centralized here in Atlanta. Uh, so I have uh, one of those coming up. So I will be on the road um, 
a lot over yeah. the next couple of weeks, not giving up too much of. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't want the, you to do that, but I mean, you're you're flying out on a Tuesday. You've got a game on a Wednesday. You're flying back on a Thursday. You fly out on a Friday. Yeah. You got a game on a Saturday. You fly back on a Sunday. I mean, it is a, a grueling grind. And so how long does your season last for you? <laughs> so we just got our uh, email the other day of when preseason camp is for 2023. And it's on January 19th, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So we'll finish right before World Cup this year, right? The yeah. MLS Cup will be early in November. Yeah. Um, last year, my last game was the first week of December. Yeah. And then the preseason was right yeah. after that. So that was within a month of yeah. just having off to not think about soccer and you need to reset, yeah, yeah. right? No matter what level you're doing, you got to find a way to step away, yeah. reset and keep yeah. going. Cause otherwise it'll all run into each other. You don't yeah. give the games that you have, yeah. uh, the, the, the effort that they right. need to be yeah. right. Or the attention that that's needed. And even on a game on a week like this, it's a challenge. Yeah. So I have a game tonight, right? I'll go home and and from a fitness standpoint. Yeah. So we have sports science that plays yeah. into all of this. Uh, match day minus one. Yeah. So yesterday will be this uh, game prep. Get yeah. the system ready, right. quick, hard, whatever. Match day plus one is always a regeneration day. Right. Match day plus two is a rest day. Yeah. Okay. I only have two days. Right. This game. Right. So it, it yeah. now it over mingles. So yeah. is match day plus two yeah. this week a yeah. rest day? Or is it a get your body ready to yeah. go day? Um, and you really have to manage that. I'm yeah. 44 now. Right. Right. So yeah. it gets more difficult as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the schedule gets uh, gets heavier. Yes. Next year, there's talk of the Apple deal moving right. all games to Saturdays. Right. Not sure there's enough calendar weeks right. to get in our season with, with just Saturdays. Yeah. But midweek games... Um, Throw a wrinkle. Yeah, no, I I definitely don't think people appreciate the physical grind on the referees. You know, you hear uh, coaches and players coming to the MLS, like getting shocked by, again, how big this country is, Mm -hmm. how long it takes to travel, you know, how much that takes out of you, uh, the climate variations, depending on where you go as well, but getting that time in to then get fitness, you know, get the proper food and get ready for that game. It's yeah, it's a whole it's a whole nother thing that people rarely appreciate. Absolutely, and yeah. the travel part is is uh, underestimated. Oh, right? that's extremely. Where, that really takes its toll out of you. And and the difference was 104 when we kicked in in Austin. Oh, yeah, on, on grass. Yeah, on Saturday night. Yeah, it'll be 75 air conditioned tonight. Yeah, on turf. Right. Right. Completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, it's funny. I mean, they built those the. I guess the, the trusses uh, in Austin to cover the fans so that they're shaded. Right. There's no shade for you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation, part one with Ted Uncle, and we'll now listen to part two as well. If you'd like to see a topic covered or you want to interact with me, feel free to shoot me an email at refsneedlove2 at gmail.com. Um, certainly, you could always reach out to me at refsneedlove2 on TikTok. Um, again, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. And may your future games be red card free.